Welcome to the Spiritual Highways Podcast with Leanne and Michelle. Hey friends, we're in it, we're two, we're back. I know, I'm to like, I just totally sprung that on you, but it's okay. Hey, I'm glad that we broke it into two parts because it um, gives people some time to digest the front first half of it if they need yeah. to break it up into two, and then they can come back for the second half. Um and see what we talk about because right now two weeks later (laughs) yeah oh we might get crazy i don't know we'll do it we're gonna do it and i just want to say i have hijacked david's office because i'm at home and so (laughs) these are wrong sorry cameras um that plant is mine my greenery but um yeah i've commandeered his office for this uh, podcast poor thing he has to like edit all of the video and the audio and thanks dave out of his office but yes i do like that painting behind you i have to say that i know a girl she's pretty talented leanne i haven't seen that in a long time so it's, i mean i forget where they are i forget you know yeah like where they pop up i know yeah but yeah we bought that one um when he got his home office um and so he loved it and i love it too well, thank you very much. I appreciate that. It looks lovely there, for sure. But in, uh, I don't want anyone... I am in St. Louis still. Well, like, an, you know, I'm, I'm still here because this is part two, so... <laughs> so I'm still here. here. <laughs> I haven't come home yet, so... Uh, in the past, what, 20 minutes? But, yeah, but, you know. But, no, but I just felt like we needed to kind of break it up because, you know... Oh, well, yeah, no, I mean, but, yeah, we don't need to go any... It's, it's good that we took a little break. Yeah. Well, and I think too, what we, what we did discuss can be like, like you said, absorbed over the past two weeks and then maybe, you know, kind of to be absorbed in a light. Yeah. Really? Yeah. And those are skills you got to work on daily. Oh yeah. And, and I don't think that you're ever finished. Like, I, I don't know that we're ever finished. And I guess you're finished when you die. You know, yeah, well, that would be you're really not, but we won't get into yeah, yeah. Oh, no, you're not that. We'll just skip all this. Well, we're not that. there'll be a whole, yeah, that'll, that's a whole another, another discussion. But, uh, but we were talking about boundaries being boundaries, um, not walls, but being fences, right? And the whole premise behind that was, you know, that you're not kind of corralling your all your uh animosities or your pains or anything, uh, anything don't want or that's not serving you we don't want that to get stuck behind the wall and and, and where you just kind of like live in this cesspool of just junk you want to be able to work through it recognize it for what it is accept it for what it is process it and then choose of your own free will to let it go and you can we talked about the heart bridge and how you can pass allow those things to pass through the heart and send them back up to god where they belong um you know, that too, that's not a one and done thing. You can't be like, okay, I'm going to go through everything today and, you know, and finish, but it, it is a, uh, and some things that you're absolutely think you're finished with little pieces of it kind of float back up. I do. I use the analogy a lot of like opening up a Sprite or a soda can or, I mean, a soda bottle, you know, every time you do it, it's like a little bit less carbonation, a little bit less carbonation, and then eventually it's flat. I look at, you know, healing and, and especially going back to things um, very similarly. So you're not always... Thank you. Um, that's my Lent 
I look at it as a lint filter in the dryer. Wow. Dry towels, and then you clean the lint filter out, and you're like, oh, and no, I don't want to get them out yet, so you hit dry again. And then there's more lint, and then, you know, third, fourth time of not wanting to get them out. Sorry, I've been there. Um, and there's always lint, you know? So, yeah. like, eventually there won't be any, but it's always less every day. Yeah. Yeah, I I like that. Let's run over. I do like that. That that's greatness. Well, and the other thing with boundaries, um, and this is it, this is kind of like merging into separate things, but I I think that they're both very relevant. Um, and we touched on this, and I, I think the episode before last. Or I don't know. At some point or another, maybe it was thirty-six. For some reason, I'm thinking that um, we discussed um, let them boil, and I just I briefly discussed it in one of those episodes. But I really wanted to kind of dig a little deeper with that and what that means because it is something that comes up a whole lot, and I think that it is very um, not only informative but but very helpful. Okay. This is helpful in recognizing like cycles that you find yourself in, um, especially those repetitive cycles with certain with different people. And it's like, okay, it's the same thing over and over again. And they say when you isn't it the definition of insanity is when you repeat continuously doing the same thing over and over again. Isn't that right? Yes. Well, this is where a lot of expecting not- Insanity is when you do the same thing over and over again and you expect different results each time. I mean, you're not. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Well, in, in, in the way I'm discussing this, it's um, like in the scenario of um, always, ha- you know, it, and when it comes, I don't know what that was. I can't speak for a moment. Uh-huh. When we're de- dealing with someone else, like that, there's that person that always you go to, and you really want to help them and you, and you and you don't have a lot of strong boundaries with this person and you they need you and you're always there and you do exactly what your heart tells you to do and but this the results still end up the same and it's not always a healthy thing um this can be this can take on many many different forms i mean from a stri- someone you barely know to someone that you're the closest with more more so closer to it than them than anyone else. I can't speak all of a sudden. Like, Where's my words? I, I know it's what's well, like it's all jumbled up. But anyways, um, so once you recognize those uh, cycles, a lot of times we don't want to do this because it's we also get in that that uh, rut of this is what I've always done. This is we. This is how I've always responded to this person, and it's easier to just do it and and to deal with it in this manner than to set boundaries because we don't want to set boundaries with people because we don't want to hurt anyone's feelings or we think that we're afraid that if we do set the boundary, then what's going to happen to that person or other people that are involved? If I say no, you know, does that make me a bad person or what are the repercussions that I'm going to get for even setting this boundary with this person by saying that? And so then the, the analogy that spirit gives us is like, let that person coming, come to a boil. So if you imagine this person and even yourself in a pot of water and we need to boil it so that it, the water's purified, right? Does that make sense? No, no water. 
Okay, so follow me. Stay with me. Stay with me. So we had this pot of water. We had this person, and say, I'm going to just say it's a, it's a mother figure. Okay, so you have your mom, and she's right here, and this could be a mom, a friend, whoever, and they're in this pot of water. Well, once they get to a simmer, that means life is getting uncomfortable. You know, you can imagine how water starts to simmer. If they get uncomfortable, they want to project everything to you. You know, that can be in needing certain things, or that can look like, um, this is my favorite, projecting, uh, let me just bleh, vomit all of my stuff onto you. Um, and so they take their their simmering water and they dump it onto your plate. And then all of a sudden they're back over here and they're no longer simmering. So they're like enjoying their pot of just river water. Okay. Well, the thing is, is that they're never going to get purified by coming to the boiling point as long as every time, as long as you're going to accept their simmering water. So that's why spirit says, let them boil. So that means some your comfortable comfort zone, right? Well, but I want to show both sides of, of how this may look. So I have this person, and I'm trust me, I've been known to be this person in in the simmering uh, water plenty of times. But so I take my water and I dump it on, or I call call you Michelle, and I'm like venting to you about all this stuff that's going on in my life, and I think that I'm I'm he, I, I'm thinking that I'm getting rid of it because I'm giving it to you, and then it makes me feel better. Right. So I get my water. Well, what do you do with it? So you can either choose to redirect it back to me, or you can process it by saying, okay, this is not mine, or you can hold on to it as though it was mine. So I've taken your day, which has been mediocre, and now it's really crappy because you're holding my junk too. And so what do you do with it? Do you pick up the phone and do you call someone else? Can you believe what Michelle, what Leanne just called and dumped on my lap? Yeah. And sharing it. That's also when spirit says is a great time to sit with it. And I know you discussed this. I got to take a sip. Sorry. Hey, but I have a question. Can I move? Okay. So I know what I would do. If you vented to me, mm -hmm. I would sit with it. And in my head, I would try to think of, okay, how can she solve this? Like, and how can I help her solve it? So you vented and you've moved on and maybe you've gone off and now you're, you know, gone for a hike or for a swim because you feel good and you're going to go enjoy your day. And now I'm sitting in the house and I'm dwelling on this. It's all in my, my little hamster wheels going because I'm like, well, I've got to help her and I'm going to fix this. So do I, what should have happened there? Let's take that moment. Okay. What, what, what is the healthiest option for that trip? Okay. Well, I'll give you both of them. Okay. Is it's one, cutting it off at the beginning. And that, that's what brings us back to this other side. So we'll just kind of allow the, the other scenario of you holding on to this stuff once you've already gotten it. We'll okay. back to that in a moment, but we'll revisit first on how to not let that happen. Okay. By setting boundaries. Now, Boundaries can look like a lot of people don't, let me, let me back up a little. A lot of people don't set boundaries. One, I think the most, the most more often than not, it's because we just don't know how. 
We yeah. don't even know what they are. Blood. Right. We don't know what they look like. We can't breathe right. Why would we know about boundaries? <laughs> well, they don't teach you this stuff. They don't teach you. They don't teach you this stuff in school. We, but bound right. We sure as heck don't even know what a boundary is, and we don't know how to set it. No, absolutely not. Okay, I'm listening. Sometimes we don't even realize that we're, you know, that we are the ones who who are breaking other people's boundaries. We, uh, no, and we, yeah, we're all guilty of it. But right, yeah. so. But a couple just ex- quick examples would be not having to answer the phone on the first ring. A lot of people that work, you know, they they feel obligated to pick up the phone the, the moment work calls and and instantly fix the problem. And no, this is this is your time. Is it? You know, there's a certain period of time where okay, I'm going to choose to work from this time to this time, and I'll allow you know, five minutes before or 10 minutes before work and after work to answer phone calls. But other than that, if someone calls, I'm going to wait and I'll address it in the next morning, not at nine o'clock or 10 o'clock at night, even though I want to, that's setting a boundary. And that with your friend or your mother, whoever it is, um, and I, and Lord knows I take this to the extreme <laughs> and it's not set a boundary, it's just that I'm terrible. No, just for, I had to, I had to throw the off at <laughs> it's not a boundary. It's just a bad. <laughs> but anyway, on her side, there will be a new sun and a new set of things for her to ignore. So forget it. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, don't take it. Oh, you just have to not. Please, please do not take it for us, man. But answering phone calls or answering texts right away, it can wait. It, it can wait. The other one is before saying yes or obligating yourself, even here's the caveat to even if you know you want to say yes. Challenge yourself to say, I'll get back with you or I'll let you know. And really let them know, but give yourself a moment to say, wait, is this really what I want to do? Is this, I'm not saying yes, because I can, like I can actively, yes, I know how to do a lot of things, but do I have time to sheetrock somebody's hole in their wall? No. But if you ask me, yeah, I'll get, I'll help you do that. No, I really should, you know, really? Let's think about logistics here. Think about the whole scenario before you just jump right on in. Um, that's another way. The, this is one of my favorites, and this goes back to our example. And that is when that person calls to project, there's a difference between sharing and projecting. Usually, the difference usually happens right when they're in the midst of like that moment. With themselves they're you're still red in the face and you're still angry and it's like you're ready to attack they haven't sat with it so that's a definite big sign of projecting you're can do about it this is how you respond hey i know i'm normally your voice of reason for this and i know i'm your sounding board but i've got so much on my own plate right now i love you but i'll pray for you and and but i gotta go right now well we can talk about this later wasn't that sweet you know it was a good way of saying i and you can even say look i love you and i want to be here for you but i'm just not right i'm not in the right head space for it right now so i can't but i'll i I will pray for you and we'll follow up later so that's an easy way of like and that also shows you the workaround as far as not allowing you me to throw any of my simmering water onto you right well, and sometimes you don't really know, you know, if it's somebody 
that you talk to normally, mm-hmm. not in a simmering situation, mm-hmm. you're going to pick up the phone and then not know what you're getting. Absolutely. Like So then it's like, whoa. So the problem is, and this is what we're guilty of doing, if you're presented with it, you immediately then block out everything that's in front of you and start responding to what you've now been presented with. And that could mean your kids are waiting on you to walk out the door. Your husband is waiting on you to go to dinner. Like, because you're like, oh, no, no, they've called. I've got to handle it. And so the boundary comes not necessarily in that you don't want to hear it, but it's not a good time for you to hear it. Exactly. You've got to be in that headspace of where I can have in the middle of something. I'm walking out of the door. I love you. As soon as I get home, I can call you. It might be late if that's okay, but I can't talk right now. And so I think there's a healthy way to set that boundary because you you do want to be there for your people. Absolutely. And absolutely. But also the thing that, that there's also the piece of it, it Okay, let's say we've drawn the boundary. We're not going to hear it right now because we are committed to other tasks that are in front of us, whether it's family or friends or work or whatever, focus on what's in front of you. Then you make time to connect with that person and you hear what they have to say. There's literally nothing you should do beyond that. I mean, unless it's you're getting them information, um, you know, you know someone and you can put them in touch, like, I'm going to send you this person's information and they can help you. But then, like, you have to put it out of your mind. You can't let it live in your brain beyond that conversation. Let me pause you. You can ask the magical three words that we discussed in the previous episode, which is, what can I change? What can I control? What is my responsibility? Okay. And then you can also offer, you know, okay, hang on. Hang on, friend. We're going to write it down. Because everybody, get a piece of paper. Okay. Okay. What, what can I, what is it? What can I? Did I change? What can I? Or can I change it? What can I change? Okay. What can I control? What can I control? Okay. What is, what is my responsibility? What? is my responsibility okay so in those questions if we take those questions and then sit with our person and we use those questions as a filter to what we do in that conversation and you can even ask them okay well what can you change what can you control what is your responsibility a lot of the things that people project all over you None of it is there. Right. Like they're projecting a reaction to somebody else's stuff. Exactly. You're right. You're right. Gosh, we have so much work to do. <laughs> Both. Don't we all? Don't we all? Uh, another another boundary too is, is, is and this is another good one. I can give you groceries, but I can't give you money anymore. You know, it, that fits a lot of people's, you know, scenario because this person always gets in a pinch or in a bind and they always come to them 
and they are, and, and they give them what they need. This person's happy, yet the cycle continues over and over again, and we don't fix it again because we want either don't have to set boundaries. I don't. Care. We're afraid. I don't care who you are. If you're not fixing a boundary like that, you are getting really resentful. Oh, but but dress uh, up that resentment however you want, but it's still bubbling. Oh yeah. Oh, it's there. Just look, yeah, but felt it uh, immediately, yet or acknowledged it, or given it, acknowledged a true it. name. Oh yes, you're getting uh, really resentful. Well, the things that the things that we let slide, and the things that we don't fix, and that we just kind of smile and like keep going. That's that. That's the little resentment bubbles that build up. But the other thing is, is this. Quite often, again, going back to why we don't set those boundaries is we're afraid of what's going to happen. Because here's the thing. You should, that reaction because of, oh, if I set this, that person, because they're still simmering in their water and hopefully coming to a boil, they're going, when you've given them a different reaction than what they're used to from you, they're going to, they're going to react to that. And sometimes it's not very nice. Sometimes it's, you know, you are there for me. And, but what spirit says often in readings is allow the uncomfortableness of change, be your sign of growth. So if they're reacting to your boundary, that means you're changing something and that let that be your sign of, Hey, I'm doing a good job. It's not that you're wanting to leave someone hurting. That's not it. And you can do it instead of anticipating that reaction to, and, and make that be the cause of preventing you from setting that boundary. Let that be your, okay, things are uncomfortable. They're uncomfortable. The reaction that I'm getting is different than I typically am. I'm, I'm, I'm typically receiving from that person. That must mean that something that I'm doing is changing. Now, whether that person goes and projects their stuff to someone else or what that's, and they may, but again, it's not responsible for how other people behave. Correct. Correct. Let's say that again. You are not responsible for other people's behavior. Okay. Right. Know that. That's right. The only person you're responsible for is yourself. That's right. That's right. Doing that, Mm -hmm. but also setting boundaries, you can do them and still be kind. You don't have to be unkind in your boundaries. I think. Oh, absolutely. We think of it being, you know, mean. Harsh course and it doesn't have to be it just means you can love these people but you have to love your peace more Mm -hmm. and it doesn't mean that you're going to love them less it just means it has to your you have to keep yourself grounded and peaceful and and healthy to continue on your path and if you let if you give yourself chunks at a time away 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 it's it's not good for your health or really for anyone around you. Well, like the analogy I used in the previous episodes, it when you think of those big fences, you know, walls, they're almost impenetrable. But yet, if we have these fences like this, you, you know, you can have gates on your fences. And that means you can allow it to open and you can allow it to close. And you can have just like on a big ranch, you know, you've got big fences that are, that are lining your whole property. Then you've got your yard that's kind of, you know, lined out. And then you've got your whole fence around maybe on your porch. 
you know, and so you could stand on your porch and be like, yeah, come on in. And also fences, but fences like you're talking about and not walls. Yeah. Walk to somebody over your fence. Like, absolutely. Hey, hey, neighbor. Yeah. Hey, neighbor. You're talking to them from a little further back, but it doesn't, not talking. But that doesn't mean that they're, they're going to come and all their footprints are going to run up your yard either. Right. Yeah. Going to stampede it. Now, you know, there are footprints in your yard. Gosh, that's good. Yeah. So I just, these are some things that come up so often in readings and, you know, it really helped a lot of people. So I just thought it was important to share those things today. And I, I think that, you know, we all can, it's, that's what it's all about is learning, you know, different things from different people and especially comes from the uh, upstairs it uh is helpful <laughs> no but and and really and and you know you hear this all the time is like you what you see in others is in yourself and that's there's so much truth in that it, it, it is and it's like if something makes you angry oh not the thing it's that you have anger in you oh wait hold on Here's the here's what what's what spirit's been been uh, sprinkling a lot of okay Mo- more often than not the things that don't I'm not talking about triggers as far as like emotion as far as um like the anger specifically anger is okay. what I'm talking about yes things that anger you and even irritate you but really anger you from that someone else is doing okay more often than not. You are doing the same exact thing in an unrelated area of your own life. Interesting. Like doing it to yourself or do or other it could be it could be doing it to someone else. It could be doing it to yourself. And that is scary. Okay, so you are the villain in your story. Yep. Okay, and that's really important because okay, it's, it's true. Like we should, I'm all go home now. I'm feeling a little uncomfortable. So um Yeah. Sorry. I, I, look, I've already left it on that, and that's that's some tough business. We need to write tonight. Everybody, <sighs> write down what things in someone else is making them angry, and then try to pin it back to where you're doing that. Yes, like the origin point. Our prayers. That's what we, all of these words from when you were younger. Oh, absolutely. Okay. Usually, what is and then not it is from it. It's yeah. it, it's often way from your past. The things that you haven't thought about in a very long time. Okay, or, and again, because it's a snowball effect. When you don't deal with those things in the moment. Okay, sometimes we just can't. Sometimes we're just overwhelmed with life, or when something that requires a strong emotional response to. Uh, whether that be a death or, or a big traumatic experience or even small little things uh, that, that things that someone said maybe and, and hurt our feelings or, or things like that. If we are not, when what we don't process, that means what we don't take the time to observe, to acknowledge, to accept, and to release, it's in our bucket. It's going in your bucket and you're not finished with it until you choose to release those things and and them and so it creates a snowball effect so that that instant that we stuck in our bucket that we think we're finished with really happens something else happens and so it's on top you know it's collected on top of that 
And then someone triggers us. And so we have a strong emotional response to that. And really, it has a lot less to do with what's happening in the present. It has a lot more to do with things that we haven't resolved in the past. So it creates a snowball effect. So often, if you go back and revisit, it's like pulling the bow and arrow. You know, you're pulling back to the start. You're not going to relive it. You're going to revisit it so that you can release it and like take out the trash. Right. Trash. Oh, yeah. Spirit has all bucket theory. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Cool. And it's this is interesting as far as um, I feel like, I don't know, my children are um, a big source of my self-awareness and like absolutely them. And one of my boys, we were talking and I had said something and it hurt his feelings and we were trying to work it out. And, and I said, I'm sorry if I hurt you. And he said, when you just stuck if in there, you just negated your apology. Wow. That's bad. I was like, I sat with it for a minute and I'm like thinking it through like, and it, it's like, he's like, that's not even apologizing if you say if. And I was, I had to sit with it for a while. And he's like, just apologize. Like if, if you're sorry, just say, I am sorry. Not, I am sorry if what I said. It's like, I'm sorry if my words hurt your feelings. Just, I'm sorry I hurt your feelings. Period. The end. That's pretty deep. It was. And it caught me. I literally had to stop and think about it. I'm like, I literally went, you know what? I'm going to sit with that for a little bit and we're going to pick this up later. And he was like, okay. Good for you. I mean, it's it's really important to hear other people in a conversation too instead of just you, 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 you. And I'm trying to, am I allowed to say a bad word? Uh, yeah. Well, because it's video, I feel a little like that, but... Like there's, you know, the, the articles where it's like, it, they're like, you see the letters, like, um, am I, am I the a-hole? And then the yeah. story and they want people to tell them they're not the a-hole. Mm -hmm. And I, I told, I told David, I was like, I'm going to make a t-shirt that says I am the a-hole in my story. <laughs> That's so true. Because. I'm trying for self-growth to go, if I'm in the middle of something, I'm going to go, okay, I'm the a-hole. What's happening? And see how it all pans out. And yeah, I think that's a great idea. And I'm the hurt party. I'm going to, you know, I'm, and oftentimes I am the a-hole, but like, I'm trying to see it through that lens to go, okay, where's my responsibility here? And I don't know. It's a work in progress. So y'all just bear with me. I don't know. But I'm hey, I love that. But you know what? I've noticed too, our children are often a trigger for us, especially because, and, and oftentimes as well, if you find that, you know, you had this great relationship and then all of a sudden it starts to morph and kind of change in there. Like, wow, you used to never get on my nerves and now you really get on my nerves. If you trace back your own past, usually what you what age you were at that at their age and i'm not talking about just getting on your nerves it could be um showing a lot of empathy like you're you're kind of projecting your old pains or your old experiences on or fears that from things that you experience on your own children usually it's because of that where you were 
and what you experienced at their same at that same age. The so, so questions you ask, or the way you ask them, or the the way you approach a conversation is stemming from your own past at the age experience. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, if if just I'm gonna just make this up as an example. Like, I have a 13 year old, and I'm fearful of them. Like. I don't know. Do you really want to try out for band? Do you should you really do this? But but really and truly, when I was thirteen, I was rejected. For you know, I tried out and I was rejected. Okay. I'd protect that. I'm protecting my child from um, the rejection that they may or may experience based on my own experience. Okay, was that age? So a lot of times, you, your 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 children's will cause you to have little triggers at that age. But it's a Good example for you to, you know, right. hey, let me go back and, and see where and where things have changed up. Well, and I also feel like I'm trying to learn from them because they don't have the baggage I do. Right. They can Absolutely. Things a little more clearly, not when it comes to like, you know, you're the child, I'm the parent. This oh, yeah. Be. But in a moment when if we're having an argument or something. Uh, you know, uh, sometimes they like break things up, and I'm like, oh, yeah, hard to hear. Stop it. Yeah, talking. Usually, it's that stuff that makes us very uncomfortable. Like uh, that that we need. To hear. <laughs> yeah, it, it it hurts sometimes, but you know, it's all good. Well, this has been so fun, and I could do yeah. it all day. Well, you know, this might be the way we do things because it's hard sometimes to connect. I feel like my life's got yeah. busier. The older my kids have gotten, I'm like, yeah directions so this might be the way we do things um hey we'll hope um, dave can handle us with all this sorry dave thanks for all you do sorry dave <laughs> yeah sorry not sorry <laughs> yeah sorry not sorry so well we thank you all for your love and your support and getting there for us for everything and for sticking it out through our reading like our, our like long hiatus sorry yeah we're trying to get back in the groove of things. We're trying. Yes, one day at a time, one day at a time. Yeah. But and we thank you for all your love and support. Share it with your friends, and we will hopefully talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to the Spiritual Highways Podcast with Leanne and Michelle. Catch up on past episodes at spiritualhighways.com, on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, YouTube, and more. 